Hello and welcome. I am so thrilled you have joined us. This is a Peachy Birth podcast and here we believe that birth is natural. We need little to no interventions. We have to unlearn the lies so that we can birth without fear. The way that our body was intricately designed to and most importantly educating parents on the war for their womb. I am your host, Sarah Lynn Baxter, and I am a free birthing mom of five, traditional midwife, homeschooler, and wife to an amazing man. I am a Christian, and I hope that you find this podcast to be educational and practical, and welcome to our journey. Right. Hello, my APG birth friends, and welcome. Today's uh, episode is about our glucose testing. <laughs> um, our last episode was problems with the system, and today we're going to talk about the glucose testing. Um, I see so much on social media about how parents, how parents are not wanting to go through with the glucose testing because number one, the amount of sugar that's in each bottle is so high that they don't, those women don't normally consume that much sugar in one sitting. Number two, um, midwives and, I should say medwives and OBs are dropping patients because they are not adhering to the rules about how you must take this test. And I'm here to say, as an advocate for you, as a birth advocate, and somebody who is truly passionate about holistic living, you absolutely can decline any test, and it is your right to not, uh, to refuse treatment or testing. And if I hope that this podcast today empowers you to make that choice and to go forward and say, no, I'm not taking this drink. It's stupid. It's full of crap. And there's alternatives to it anyway. So let's say, first of all, need to mention that um, I have worked with two women this week who had false readings on their glucose testing. And the doctors were telling the woman, these women, that um, they were not changing the results. Even though the women were going back home and secretly doing um, testing themselves to monitor their own blood sugar, they were being told that they had gestational diabetes and that they were gonna be treated with such, even though they went home and their readings were fine. Well, I don't know about you, but I believe these women who are going home and Um, testing their sugars and finding out that they are normal sugars and um, you know then then they're being told that they're gonna need you know more interventions or medications to be able to control this problem and I just want to say that um, this is messed up you know you can ask for an alternative, which I guess they'll give you jelly beans or some women will go to um, a midwife who will go, one instance I saw that a midwife would like take their client out for breakfast, which is cool. But let's talk about diabetes 
and gestational diabetes anyway. And this is how this would look if you have had gestational diabetes. Um, a lot of these things would can be regulated with a healthy diet. And so um, we're also going to talk about, uh, I think we should talk about preeclampsia also because, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know if we'll get into that today or not, but um, because it kind of like plays together and I guess I'll just do a whole nother thing for preeclampsia, which I should, but anyway, um, the testing devices themselves, um, I should tell you, I used to work in a laboratory, so I know that a lot of the times these tests, they'll come back with inaccurate readings or they are mixed up very easily with other people's um, uh, test results. And so the fact that the, this hospital would not change the or or allow the mom to like retest was like really sad. And so that's how it is when you are at the mercy of a hospital taking care of your birth is that they're going to tell you what you're going to do and you better submit to that. And that's not how it's going to work. At least in my house, that's not how it's going to work. Um, if there's a true emergency, yeah, I'd want to go to the hospital, but it's not, it's not every pregnancy does not have to result in an emergency. And so what they do is that instead of laying a wonderful, healthy foundation for a pregnant woman based off of evidence and nutrition and got that, you know, supplement or uh, educating a woman before she comes pregnant, how to really supplement herself and feed herself with optimal nutrition. Um, they don't do that. They just say, okay, well, this is what it, this is. And our fear is that this will turn into something else later. And so for that, you need to take this. I have um, a wonderful client and she, uh, I don't know. She's, um, they put her on blood thinners because they had a fear of something. They feared you know, that she would have a blood clot, but the thing is, is that she hadn't even had one for, you know, close to 10 years, and so they say, oh, well, you're pregnant now, so we want to make sure you don't have another one, so we have to put you on these blood thinners, but it was causing her some problems, more problems, and then she also hated taking the injections anyway, and so it's like, you know, uh, do you know that your blood can thin out to a healthy level if you are feeding yourself a nutritious, high-protein diet? So this is the thing with the blood glucose testing also is that I'm, I'm sorry and I must be crazy, but not every woman is the same, okay? We can't put like an all-size-fits-one protocol on, one, on, on all women, that's not even fair. Not every baby is the same and not every woman. Yes, we can say, okay, here's some similarities here between woman to woman. You know, like saying, okay, all women are pregnant for nine months. But technically, no. Some women are pregnant for 10 months and some women are pregnant for less. But if that's their normal, then that's your normal. And it shouldn't be tampered with 
the doctors need to be able to respect that. And I'm not saying all doctors are bad or all nurses are bad or all midwives are bad, but I'm just saying we need to shine some more light that, you know, and moms and families to feel like they have more support. So, um, yeah, because... The way that it's looking like is that there are a lot of women who are being subjected to a medicalized birth instead of a natural birth because they see things like the hospital says that the blood glucose is showing that you have gestational diabetes. Then the husband is like, oh, well, the hospital says this. Why would they lie about it? And the wife is like, no, these readings are showing that I'm healthy and because it's a baby between a mom and a dad, there's going to be some issues there. And I'm not just talking about all the, all the stress that goes into a glucose testing or, uh, that this is what's gonna happen. I'm just saying like, I see this a lot on social media in the certain groups that I'm in. I witness, um, and you know, being a part of so many families lives, I just know, I just know, like, there's issues that happen where, you know, maybe the dad is more pro-medicalized treatment and the mom is, like, more natural-leaning. And it's crazy because those women, their instincts are on, on point. And the dads, they just want to do what's best. They just want to protect. So I feel, I feel for you. Um, and glucose testing is like one of these things. It's like, you can see how a scenario could play out. And I do see some issues where this becomes a bigger problem, not only in just a, a relationship, but also from the medicalized standpoint where they're not going to change the, um, the testing results. Um, even though the parent was like, no, this is off a little bit. I want to retest. It's like, they're telling you what they're going to do to you. Okay. And they're just like, well, this is, uh, this is, this is this, and that's how you have to settle that. And so you just need to accept it. But look, I'm telling you, you don't need to accept that. Um, there's this amazing book that I think that you all should get, and it's called, uh, Real Food Pregnancy by Lily Nichols. And I love her. Um, I really do admire that woman a lot, I have to say. There's a lot of people in the world doing some amazing things. And I, if I'm going to be honest, like I admire, admire her so much. She is so smart and she created this book and it's talking about gestational diabetes. And it's talking about ways that you can nourish your body through. Um, and she cites lots of studies about... Um, Lots of stu studies about, um, hang on. I didn't, okay, there's my earbuds. I didn't put my ringtone off. Anyway, um, she talks about, uh, nourishing your, nourishing yourself with a whole food, nutrient dense, um, uh, diet while you're pregnant and the, there are some lies that the industry has kind of um, made us kind of accept that like eating raw foods is unhealthy and that you need to be careful um, with consuming raw foods like 
uh, kimchi, sauerkraut, raw milk, raw cheese, um, staying away from fats, having, you know, 70 grams of protein. Um, there's another woman who I absolutely adore too, and her name is Gabrielle Lyon, and she is an advocate for a um, muscle medicine, is what she calls it. She says that um, the most underutilized organ in today's um, in today's world is, you know, the most underrated system that we have. Uh, for detox, for mental health, for um, uh, so many things, and uh, hormonal balance and things like that is um, the mus uh, muscular system. So she uh, she talks about how important it is to increase our protein intake, and so um, you thinking about adding more protein to your diet, adding more protein to your diet is really important because she says that on average, women are only getting one third of the recommended amount of protein that they need. So a woman who is struggling with keeping her blood sugars straight and good, good, you know, good for her, is um, balancing those carbohydrates with um, a protein and that will help to keep your blood sugars balanced and it's uh, really sad that the doctors are only getting you know 20 hours of nutrition uh, nutritional education so um, with that in mind gotta go ahead and you know, put this out there that there's ways to balance your sugars and there's resources out there for you to look into. Like I said, Gabriel Lyon is really great because she talks about how um, insulin sensitivity first begins in the muscle, uh, in your muscle. And if you don't have enough muscle, and it makes so much sense because muscle utilizes um, glucose to increase muscle mass and so uh, what she's talking about is in order to become less insulin sensitive start lifting weights okay so that's fantastic that's cool and then you got Lily Nichols book and she talks about the nutrition for um, a pregnant woman and being able to you know um, regulate uh, and and understand like a whole food approach to your pregnancy will most likely be a nutrient dense, um, a nutrient dense, uh, I'm so sorry, a nutrient dense diet. So nutrient dense means pretty much like no, um, no processed foods. Okay. You can sit there and argue, well, meat's still processed and you know, this is still processed. Okay, there you go. I'll give you that. Okay, I'll give you that. Some food is processed, but you know what I'm talking about. And the people who are listening to this podcast who aren't going to be that critical, those people understand, yeah, a heavily processed diet is going to look like your craft cheese slices, a bowl of cereal for breakfast, um, Quaker oatmeal, you know, 
50 grams of sugar or 30 grams of sugar uh, packet of oatmeal for breakfast and, you know, applesauce for a snack, uh, you know, <laughs> like there's a lot of things that are l lightly processed, like the honey, you know, uh, raw unfiltered honey in a jar and then you have other, you know, other things like um, bone broth comes in a package sometimes, but I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about though is, um, being able to have this cell, um, cold foods, you know, okay, so yeah, all those come in a, in a can, and that's technically, um, you're going to hear my baby in the background. Okay. That's technically processed, you know, what I'm talking about is like, um, you know, Kellogg's cereal bars and uh, Olive Garden dressings and ranch dressings. It's like make this stuff more yourself, you know, like um, I always advocate for a Ketogenic diet because I've just read so much information about pregnancy and ke the keto diet. It's you know, it's overkill the ketogenic diet is really great for pregnancy because your body as a pregnant woman is already um you know pretty fat adapted and so even women who are fasting through the night are waking up with ketones um in their urine or in their blood and the thing is is that that's like the body's primary um or optimal way of burning um, energy and so it's very easy for a pregnant woman to get into ketosis where if you're not pregnant it takes three to five days for some people to get into ketosis and it's not dangerous but I talk about this because as a pregnant woman you could have even up to 80 grams of carbohydrates on a diet um, you know, for and you're just getting rid of that extra processed food like the bread and tortillas and prepackaged foods. You're prioritizing nutrition. And so Lily Nichols talks a little bit about, you know, prioritizing nutrition, but um, she's not like pro keto for pregnancy, but um, that's okay, you know. Um, but she still has really great information. And so it is good to be able to, I mean, if you think about it and your, your macronutrients are like, um, you know, you're having fresh blueberries and a sweet potato, you can still stay under 80 grams of carbohydrates and still have those ketones fueling you. And since it's a, a cleaner, fuel you don't feel so crummy you feel energized I mean I've had four of my babies while I was pregnant with them they were ketogenic uh, babies and so I ate a ketogenic diet when I was pregnant with them I've had no issues and I felt so healthy during my pregnancies but that was because I was really prioritizing nutrition and so I was eating high protein you know, even sometimes as high as 200 grams of protein. And let's, you know, 
uh, I don't even know if I should break this up because now we're getting into the glucose testing, but I guess I might just change the name of this this episode here. Pro protein is so important for your baby's development and for you. And I'm not just talking about plant-based protein. I'm talking about animal-based protein. We're just going to have to get into that in another episode. But for the sake of the glucose testing and coming back, like you can stabilize your um, blood sugars through pregnancy and um, a lot of different other ways. And so this test is dumb. And in my opinion, in my professional opinion, it's really outdated. And you can get the same amount if you have had gestational diabetes before and you have um, a history of diabetes in your family. Well, then, sure, I think that. But you can still take the person's blood and check the A1C. You don't necessarily have to take this god-awful drink and subject yourself to this test and, and go through that. There's other ways of doing it. So if, as a mom, you're like... I don't want to take this test. I'm here to tell you I'm your advocate. You don't need to take that test and you can decline it. And if you do have gestational diabetes, most of the other people who have gestational diabetes, they know that you can regulate that with diet. And if you're planning for a free birth while you have gestational diabetes, you can still free birth. So um, that's a lot of information <laughs> in a podcast. Um, the problem with the, the testing is that it can be flawed. There's a lot of toxins in that drink that you're going to be consuming. I just don't think that sitting there with like 75 grams of sugar in one sitting is going to make anybody feel good. In fact, you know, I didn't want to take it and they wanted me to come back and retake it. And I'm just like, I love sugar and sugar's my weakness and it's been my weakness. But man, that is just, I don't even drink juice and I don't drink soda. So it's like, I don't, I don't even want to, uh, put my baby through that kind of stress. Like that sugar rush is going straight to the baby. Oh, and yeah, anyway, um, you don't need the glucose testing if you don't feel like you need it, okay? And I trust the mom's instinct, and if she says she doesn't want it, I'm not going to subject her to that. In fact, I don't even like, um, I don't even think that a healthy woman who is healthy, uh, most of my clients, they care about their diet. And so they are already, you know, reaching that point where um, they know they need protein and they know that they need to keep their uh, processed carbohydrates low and that they're trying to adopt a whole food approach. Um, I don't have to talk very much about, you know, changing somebody's diet for the sake of, you know, gestational diabetes. I haven't even had to come across a client like that, but... You know, in the future, I, I just see this so much and I just wanted to create this as a resource for moms out there who I see, you know, on the web asking these questions, um, can I um, reject the glucose testing? And I'm going to tell you, yes, you can. 
There's something called the Nuremberg Code, which was, you know, a, a, a code. Basically, it's kind of like a law. And it's like an ethical law that was put together after Hitler had done all those terrible things. And um, it's like to say, like, this is not going to happen again. And nobody needs to um, be subjected to tests or medical procedures without the person's full con uh, consent and authorization. So there's that, you know. But I'm going to tell you, if you have that, um, you, you're going to get some like angst or pushback from those medical professionals. And they're going to tell you that you absolutely need this and they're going to try to change your mind. But you have to stand firm. So if you say no, let no be your no and yes be your yes, just like the Bible says. So don't be double-minded about it. And if you're going to get the test, great, go get the test. But if you don't want the test, you just tell them no. But that is the end of my little rant today about the glucose testing. I hope that you found this really enlightening and informational. As always, please join my group on Facebook, the Christ-Centered Natural Home Birth Group. And um, you can pick up some free resources. Right now I have a herbal guide that I love to give people. And then I also have an essential oils guide that I'm trying to get, get out there. It's a full list of evidence-based oils that work and why they work and when to apply them and how much to apply them and where to apply them. So it's full of information. And um, I hope that you guys just have a great day. God bless.